In a few minutes, we're going to hear from Phil Collin, who's most known for his guitar work and vocals with Def Leppard. However, he has many other musical projects. It's hard to keep up. I mean, he's had so many bands, one called Girl, one called Lucy and Tush, and um, geez, so many other bands. It's hard to keep up. I really can't even, he's going to have to tell us, but I have known Phil longer than any other rock star. I mean, the first band I ever met was The Cars, and then, but that was only briefly, then I met Def Leppard in 1983, and I was way too young. I skipped school that day to go meet Def Leppard, and it turned out to be a life-changing event, actually, because I did massage them in exchange for free tickets for me and my friends, but um, it turned into a lifelong friendship. So Phil and I are still friends, and I know his wife and everything, and Def Leppard utilizes my massage company when they tour. So, I mean, we're talking decades-long friendship. And I'm so excited that you're going to get to hear how much of a joy Phil Collin is. He's um, so positive and friendly and knowledgeable about music. Plus, he's a very good influence for health and ambition reasons. I mean, he encourages people to be healthy and he's extremely ambitious, so it's kind of contagious when you hear him speak. So uh, pull up a chair and get comfortable and uh, get ready to hear a very long chat between two old friends about amazing music. Looking forward to this. Hello. Hello. Oh, it works. There you go. It does. It's so wow. amazing. I wish I would have discovered this years ago. I thought I, I know. Pod- you, you should have your own podcast. <laughs> I know, right? So how's that going? How, how are you doing? Um, well, I only started it a week ago. And look, big rock stars like yourself are wow, saying yes. It's <laughs> amazing. I'm, I feel blessed, you know. I mean, I'm not making money off it, but at least um, I'm keeping busy. Absolutely. Keeping out there, yeah, which is really important. <laughs> Speaking wow. of keeping busy, I, you're busier than a one-legged man at an ass-kicking contest, right? I am. I'm, I'm recording and writing and working out and running after a, a little two-year-old. and So, yeah, it's crazy. It sounds like you're typing right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I can hear that, actually. It, sound, it sounds... It's weird because is there a way I can? Are you using a headset or speakerphone? Hmm. You there? Hello. Hello, hello. And don't worry, I can edit this. You know, like I can go back and cut out this part where we're like, "What the hell is that noise?" So don't worry about that. So, but uh... where are they? <laughs> Are you looking for a headset? Yes. Hang okay, on. good. Because I'm I'm writing down questions from Facebook fans now. I told them to give me. Right. Where see. Is it? Here it is. Daniel's. I'm writing down fan questions right now for you. Anyways, Daniel's 
Hey, Hello. Helen, how you doing? Says hi. Hey, Helen. <laughs> hey. How's the baby? Oh, he's great. Running around? He's, yeah, he's sitting. Yeah, he'd be up for a while. Yeah. He gets his, like, spike in a, in a minute and just starts running around. Well, he sounds quiet. Is that any better? He's not, yes, uh, perfect. But your son doesn't sound as loud as mine. All right, there we go. That's, that's way better. Yeah, definitely. I heard it sounded like you were typing your second book. Uh, yeah, yeah, with one <laughs> finger. Absolutely. I've got that down. Yeah, I failed well, the Mavis Beacon um, typing test, by the way. I, I did try that once and failed miserably. But there you go. How, oh, so you, when you wrote your first book, what's it called again? Um, Adrenalized. Adrenalized. Yeah. Adrenalized. I can't even say it. Yeah, nor can I. Yeah. But I do know that you dedicated two pages of it to me, which I was really flattered. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you. Thank you. Someone brought it to my attention on Facebook. Really? That's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. Like, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so now I'm, I'm, in, I'm in history somehow. Like I'm infamous <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, so I have I have a funny question from a Facebook fan. Okay. Daniel Daniel Scott Hopkins from Syracuse. How do you stay in shape 35 years plus? He says you're so swole. I don't know what swole means. S W O L E. Oh yeah, that means that you you're, you're muscular. That means you're you're pumped, you're you're ripped, you're jacked. So swole oh. is another one of those words. A bodybuilding <laughs> term actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, that's why I wouldn't know. There you go. So, dude, you swole. So, so yeah. That, that, um, so, so what is it? So I've just hit on something in the last probably eight months. Um, I'm at my fighting weight. I actually, I'm five seven, right? So I, I, I wanted mm-hmm. to do it because we've got nothing else to do. You know, we've got fuck all else to do. It's COVID and we're waiting to go on tour and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I thought I'm going to get the same weight as Bruce Lee. So Bruce Lee was the same height as me, 5'7". So I, I went, I got this app called Fujikate and it turns out I've been eating too much food or too much amount. But, you know, I'm a vegan and I eat really well anyway. So all the stuff... How can done, you eat too many vegetables? Well, you can't. So, so, well, you can and you can eat all the wrong stuff. You can eat like breads and, you know, processed food and all of that. But if you eat mainly what the doctors tell you, like, you know, leafy greens, I don't drink alcohol, all, all of those things, and, and they all add up. And, and I got to my fighting weight. I got to, I'm actually 139 right now. So You weigh less than me. That's amazing, <laughs> eh? It's, it's crazy. But I feel like Superman and, and, and look ridiculous. This is, this is how I've always wanted to look. It's like I look better than I did from, from when I was on tour. And it's... um. Yeah, like a, wow. a Marvel superhero or something. And it's, it's really getting the, enough food to, to meet your um, caloric al- needs, if you are. So, yeah. Okay. So I don't have to go crazy working out as long as I keep the things and long as you eat the right stuff. So that's, that's my latest thing. And so, you know, I got, yeah, I got to the Bruce Lee numbers. It's like 5'7", 140 or 5'7". So... That's that's what I'm doing. So it's it's mainly diet. So I I would say. Wow, and you don't smoke, no, obviously. No. Although 
I finally, after all these years, just to try to do some research, because I we talk about when you and I talk, we just shoot the breeze. Yeah. Um, I watched the Def Leppard. I mean, some of the Def Leppard movie last night. And by the way, the what the guy they have that stars you. Yeah. Oh, oh, mm. he is my. That's the, he goes in my wank bank. That guy. He is so fucking hot. Oh, excuse my language. That's all right. <laughs> so, no, that's cool. And you so, know, it's really funny. I met his mum, and an, oh, really? an airport. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, she remembers you? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, she, well, she's this was, uh, you know, when it came out and, and I met her and she said, my son plays you in this. Def- I mean, the weirdest oh. thing I, I met her at um, Vegas at the airport or something somewhere in Nevada. And she said, I know I feel like I know you because my son was re- rehearsing you. And we had all the photos of you all over the place. So it was the weirdest thing. So it's my, my fake mum. I met my fake mum, which was pretty cool. And yeah. did she have a heavy Northern Irish accent and say, Phil, you're dead sexy? No, no, she didn't. No, no. I think, I think they were Canadian. Uh, Esteban what? Powell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Wait, Carl, Carl Greary played you. He's from Belfast, No, right? he played one of the other ones, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. Carl Greary played you. Oh, oh, he played the well, the first guy with the long blonde hair and the cigarette. That's as far as I. Oh got. no, I think he was playing Steve or something. But no, I met I met my mum, my other mum. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I well, I have I to didn't meet me. I thought Carl Greary Greary played you. No, I don't hmm. think so. I'm just, it's a, a see that, I get. A, I'm only halfway through the movie, so there. Okay. Anyway, anyways, so, so then we have Glenn Meyer from he doesn't say where he's from on facebook so what sustain pickup he uses all the time that shit is awesome yeah on, on my jackson pc1 i've got um it's actually a floyd rose well it's actually jackson making now they actually they produce it for the guitars so basically what it does in, in a nutshell you can hit any note and it it'll just sustain forever they used to have these things called ebos in the 70s and you you had to attach it put it on the string and it would go like a spinal tap thing but with right it goes oh listen to that go and have a bite so it it does that but then you flick this other switch in and it does the high octave so you can get like all this crazy Jimi hendrix type screaming feedback so it's great so this thing you know i still i still it blows me away i can sit there for hours and and mess around with it in fact i do so yes it's it's great it's a, a dream come true but yeah jackson make it now floyd rose did it before and you know i've been using the i think my signature model's been around for like 20 years now 20 something years yeah so it's crazy these are giving out all your secrets now that was a i thought that was some kind of um weightlifting tool to sustain thing i know right yeah yeah no no so um, it's a it's a guitar geek thing yeah yeah because most people are asking about your body i mean men right not women they want to know how the hell they can look that good you know so they're, it's not like they're gay or something they're just like i want to look like that how the hell does he do it so i get confused with the the names the terminology swole sustain and all this stuff with, uh, you, brian sorry go on <laughs> No, I was going to say, go ahead. No, continue. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's a bit like computer nerds and, and, and like Facebook. And you remember when computers come out and they'd have these big names like CD-RAM and, and kind of these really kind of, yeah. that, that was, that, well, there's a reason for it. It's kind of, <laughs> it's projection, you see. It, 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 it oh, means, okay. so you're, you're, you're going, it's, 
how do I say this? It, it's it's creating something. It's it's a fantasy thing. It's it's kind of like these big words and the, um, you know, when you when you meet the person who invented this stuff, they they don't look like these words sound. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why they have yeah, to come up absolutely. with the fancy names. To... So yeah, so being by the way, I, I... sorry, yeah, go, go, ahead. go on, go absolutely. No, I obviously drank too much green tea. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, I've lost my train of thought now. I haven't drunk enough. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, the, the fancy names attracting people because if you meet the real person, they would be boring, right? Well, yeah, sometimes. I mean, it depends. But, you know, they, they're not, not like they sound. You know, you get these big names and you go, wow, really? I thought I expected you to look different. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, the way Bill Gates look, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the the nerd that he looks like and the stuff he invents. Yeah, you know, Two Mark Zuckerberg, all, all of them. It's a, it's a it's a similar thing. It's like you know you have to you have to rope people in with with kind of these um fantasy names, and it usually works. It's great. We go, wow, this is cool. You know, yeah. So you see, well, you roped us in with you, you roped us in with the Def Leppard name. That's I know, sure. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so this guy Brian Hackett from San Diego has two questions. Yeah. Who branded the who branded you the Terror Twins? Um, so Phil Wilkie, who, who used to be our um, monitor engineer to, to early days, you know, like Pyromania and, and all of that stuff. Me and Steve Clark got really drunk. We, we used to get really drunk quite a lot. Um, one particular time and the next night we'd done something really embarrassing and which was kind of normal as well. They said, uh oh. Here come the Terror Twins. So that and it kind of stuck. It, it kind of yeah. That that was it. So the the band did it or the the engineer, the, the engineer and and he said it and it oh. kind of you know you know how nicknames they stick. You, you don't make them yourself. You you don't choose your nickname. Someone kind of gives it to you. Like you, the, the Doctor Dot thing, the Frank Zappa thing. You know, it's like you know what I mean. You exactly. And I ran I, with it, it absolutely. And we didn't actually run with it, but it kind of ran with us. So we're like, oh okay. We, we accepted it. That's so cute. <laughs> then his part two of his question was, who, wait, who came with the band name Girl? Um, I, I'm not sure, but we looked like Jerry Laffey, the other guitar player in the band, really looked like a girl. Like the people would, used to think he was a girl. So it, it, kind of, <laughs> it kind of fit in there. And we were kind of post-punk hard rock i guess you know if we'd have been out in in early 80s on sunset strip we'd have been one of those bands but it was a bit more more glam rock than it, it had a bit more kind of new york dolls and, and there was this band called japan that was a, a, a yeah they, they, they were out before duran 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 kind of looked and sound like like, like japan and i loved them so we, we all did so it was like a, a combination of of like yeah, New York Dolls meets Japan, so somewhere in between there, and uh, and we look like girls. So girl was pretty. pretty I, awesome. I really liked that girl. Name. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool, and it was it was so much fun. And that was it was my introduction. It was so debauched, and the whole thing was like really over the top. And it was like, oh my god! I I, I thought that that's that's what how bands were. And then I got in Def Leppard, and it was way more civil and and kind of and stuff. So yeah. And more rock. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Rather, rather than glam yes. rock, it's just, it's Definitely, rock. yeah. Um, and staying in that same vein, a guy named Kelly Valentine, or Valentine, wants to know, uh, 
about your time with your bands Lucy and Tush. Wow, wow. That, um, well, that was earlier on. So um, I, I can remember, actually, and we had another band called Dumb Blondes, which was really glammy. And um, we, um, <laughs> I remember playing these pubs and, and you'd see posters. of The police was playing there the same week and there was like, you know, 20 people would show up and, and we'd be playing the same gigs. And then uh, I was just talking about wow. that the other day because I remember when they exploded, you know, it was like, Roxanne come out and they were kind of cool and it's like I was going to see the police and all of a sudden there was 8,000 people trying to get into this the electric ballroom in Camden and and all of a sudden it exploded like that but um yeah I'd, I'd played you know in, in different bands around London and like like you like you do you know it's like you know different trying to find your kind of thing <laughs> Did you ever bring these bands, Lucy and Tush and Girl, to America? No, no. Was, uh, we we barely got out of Walthamstow, you know, in East London. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was we 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 one step out of the, uh, the the garage band or front room. We used to rehearse in my front, my mum's <laughs> front room. So uh, yeah, it was just one one step, well, you know, beyond that, really. Well, that's where Jeff Lynne made most of his music, and you know, Beatles started out in the front room. Yeah. So. That's, that's, that's normal, yeah, for, right? For that's England, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's the equivalent to a garage band. Americans are really flashy because they've got garages, but in, in in England, it's kind of it's a bit less, uh, it's a bit more subtle and, and and less kind of romantic, if you like, you know. So it's it's yes, the front room, but obviously more efficient, um, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's harder work, you know. I, I remember getting. I remember coming to America for the first time. Well, you you know, that was my first tour, actually, when we met. And yeah. um, I, I was amazed at our cushy American bands. Had it. And, and, you know, you'd play, you could have anything on the radio you wanted. And you'd go, oh, my God, you listen to jazz or blues or hard rock. It was, like, incredible. Over, over in England, we're, like, one TV show that ended up being two TV shows. Top of the Pops and I'll Go Whistle Test. And, and radio was so limited. So... So you really have to make stuff for yourself, and I think that's that's one of the one of the big differences. But I, I remember being blown away by, you know, American. Everyone had a Gibson or a, a Strat or something, and we really had to really struggle to get older of that stuff. But they were all over the place. Someone would go, "Yeah, I've got a Gibson Explorer under my, yeah, you know, my bedroom. It's, it's it's under the bed, and you pull it out. It's like a you know sixties Gibson Explorer. Whatever motivated you guys over there is is. Uh... I personally am an Anglophile. I prefer British music. I, I mean, okay, I do love Zappa and Hendrix, but the bands that I hold closest to my heart are, apart from Zappa, are the Beatles, and I love the Moody Blues and Bowie and the Rolling Stones and the Who and Def Leppard, um, you know, and Super Tramp. Think about all the great music that comes from England. It's it, fucking the it, But bomb. you know, and, and you know what, I'm going to claim Jimi Hendrix as well because he didn't make it until he made it in England, like Chaz Chandler. Yeah, they, they brought him, because in America, everyone's going, oh, what, what, what are you talking about? Are you insane? Da, 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 da. And then he come over there and everyone went, oh my God, this is, this is, this is the real thing. This is God playing guitar. And um, so that was it really. And, and then it, it kind of went from there. So, yeah. It, it, there's, a, there's a plaque on the wall. I mean, on a, where his apartment was in London. I saw it when I went there for Live 8. So, the Brits do claim yeah. Jimi Hendrix as Good. British, and just like ACDC, in my opinion, is is British, not Australian. But there's an argument well, there were, too. The, you know. the young brothers, well, Scottish. yeah, they, yeah. So they're British, so at least, but yeah, for sure. So yeah, 
They have Union Jacks up there. But Hendrix, half of his yeah, band was absolutely. British, well, right? Two-thirds. Come on, let's be real now. Two-thirds and, and, okay, and exactly. the manager. <laughs> Noel yeah. Redding. He was from Ireland, oh, yeah, right? See? Noel Redding and Mitch Mitchell, which was like amazing. It was like, shit, this blew my mind. I have a, I have a giant Jimi Hendrix tattoo on my hip, which I, you haven't seen it apparently but it's a size it's real size it's like the size wow. of his head on my hip it's huge yeah i'll send oh, you a I, picture of it i, I really me too, love he's my favorite guitar player you know i mean that that's not the reason i started playing guitar but that that be, he became my uh, one day I, I went oh my god and I, I just realized what 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 this was and it was um and no one's ever got close to it it's it's still so yeah no, yeah it's raw it's hot but so you started at yeah. 16 right who was your Who was your main? Influence? So the reason I I play guitar is because I saw Deep Purple. I told my my cousin got me into like hard hard rock. He, you know, I was into Bowie and I was into everything. I was into Motown. I was into reggae, everything and uh, T Rex and all that. And my cousin got me into Hendrix, Pink Floyd, Zeppelin, and Purple. And my first concert was seeing Deep Purple in on the Machine Head tour. So it was, you know, highway star smoke and all that shit. And it was like, oh, my God. And I, I, we were front row. And I was like, that just changed my life. I was like, um, that's all I want to do. So I pestered my mum and dad. I have to have a guitar. I have to do this. And I finally got a guitar on my 16th birthday. And, and that was it. And that, it really did change everything. But it was, it was seeing Richie Blackmore and, and what he was doing. It was just, it just, again, yeah, it blew my mind, you know. That's that's hot. I've met him. He's not the most cheerful person, but yeah, he's yeah, awesome. absolutely. <laughs> um, but you, you're very chirpy and friendly, and um, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about you. You're like the fucking oh, Tom Hanks of rock lovely. and roll. I've, Thank you. No one, no one's ever said, "Oh, Phil is an ass," or "He did me wrong." Everyone loves you. Well, How is, the, yeah, I, do you I, know I, that? I, I hear that, and I, I guess it's because <laughs> I don't really do anyone. I'm sure there are some people who go. He done me wrong. Yeah, women, probably women. Absolutely. It is. It's probably, <laughs> but but not always. Even that, you know, even that. So, but it's, uh... No, it's because they all right, want to own you. Right. I mean, you know, that's how it is, right? Absolutely. In rock and roll. Yes. You know, women. They just want to, like, like Jimi Hendrix said, "Stone right. free." You know, if I hold, if I hold still too long, they want to tie me down. Absolutely. Same yes. thing. So yes, so you get that. So yeah, you know? I'm really happy. So I, I have got so many things to be grateful for it's amazing I, I get to do that thing you know I saw Richie Blackmore and I, I actually got to do that you know on, on a you know even larger scale but um and I got to play guitar like I wanted to how I heard it in my head and just all the other stuff and you know I feel great and and at 63 I feel better than I did when I was 30 and so all of these things it's like wow that's kind of magic so so yeah so I'm happy yeah, there's no reason to be there's no reason to be miserable. Although sometimes musicians feel like being miserable helps them write. Songs. I, I know you know what that is though, right? You, there's this frustration that comes with being an artist, and and I think that um, if you're in a, an echo chamber and you you just don't relate to other things. Like, I'll give you a great example. When we're on tour, I go. I'm up at six every morning. In fact, the last year, a lot of the time, I, I was going to the beach at like six in the morning. I'd go swimming in the sea. It's bloody freezing. I was doing this in January and February, by the way. And um, I stopped wow. this month for, for some reason. It got, I, I'm chilled to the bone. So, and this is, you know, I'm in California. And it's, but it's still, I, so I stopped, I haven't been for like, yeah, since 
February. So, um, yeah. Hmm. So, but in, yeah. Is it too so, so cold? I'm, I'm too cold. The, the water, I can deal with going in cold water, but no. You know why? Because you just said why. Because you don't have any fat on your body Probably. anymore. Yeah, but I've been... You have no, you have, what no, about a wetsuit? No, I, I don't go in long enough, you know. There's <laughs> a... And yeah, you don't like wearing clothes Absolutely. in general. I've noticed yes. a lot of comments. People are like, oh, he's finally wearing a right. fucking shirt, you know. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's <laughs> a problem, yeah. I, well, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, why hide yeah. it? Why hide it when you're ripped? Show that shit off like Jagger does. Yeah. He always shows his body off. And Iggy Pop, well, Iggy Pop should probably wear a shirt sometimes. He's a little <laughs> bit too ripped for my liking, but like... <laughs> But like, um, I, I have, um, my own thing that I wanted to ask you, do you, you think being a, ro- a rock star, do you have to be born an extrovert or can you learn so it? I, this is a really interesting thing. So I have an avatar, apparently I didn't realize this, but yeah. An avatar. Uh, so the guy on stage, people go, oh my God, you're, you're so deep. I can't believe that's you. And it's not. It, it, it's absolutely not. So the person on stage, it's so overly confident, doesn't really matter. It's like, it's really weird, actually. And I'm, and, and it's, it's funny, you know, we still be kissed once and I've, I've known the guys for years and it didn't dawn on me and, until we toured with them that, that, that they are like a, a theater troupe. It, it's, it's something, and, and, and this is, I'm, I'm being, um, this is a compliment. This is because they, they're, they're able to, to, they created these avatars and these avatars go out there and they, they can be their normal self. So if you talk to Paula Jean and I get on great with them and, and I've, I get these amazing stories. Yeah. Me too. I, I, it's like, wow, what happened? And, and they're telling me this stuff and I'm like, fuck, really? That really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they go on stage and they're kiss and they're, they become these, these avatars and and i didn't purposely do it but um i i noticed that that's what was happening because i felt different i'd go on stage i never get stage fright you know and i and this is a weird thing we one one day we hadn't we hadn't rehearsed or played for like three months and we'd done rock in rio um this was 2018 17 and we go out on stage and there's a hundred thousand people there and i thought i'll tell you what do the test, see if your pulse raises as you walk on stage. Nothing, nothing. It, it was like, good, 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 good. So it, I was just trying to prove a point to myself. And, and so, yeah, there's, a, there's something else happens. There's a, you can be in a band, you can be a musician, you can be an artist. You don't have to be both things. You can be one or the other or both. But there's also a performer. And if you're a performer, there's, there's a whole other thing that comes with it. And you you is i'm not acting i'm not trying to act but just going back to the kiss thing or or beyonce or, or a lot a lot of artists out there who are artists but are also performers they go out there and they do this other thing that their, their, their whole thing like share she's she's a performer and you know what i mean exactly. so i fell into that category without even realizing it and i i think that the um the avatar thing is really really interesting because that's the reason I don't get stage fright. So, and, and it's why. Well, geez, there could be a whole book written about it's that. It's weird. Uh, that's yeah. amazing. But M- Jerry Hall said something about Mick Jagger many years ago. Cause I, I was a huge Stones fan growing up. Love the Stones. And people complain on tour that Mick is an absolute cutthroat 
asshole, but when he's not on tour, he's the nicest, sweetest, right. gentlest guy. And Jerry Hall said, well, he has to put his asshole suit on when he's on tour to be believable in front of all those people. And then when he comes off tour, he takes off that suit. And so, I mean, I heard about that in the 80s. So this is kind of in vain of what, the same vein what you're talking about now, that you have to put on this bulletproof um persona on stage like yeah here i am i'll get up in your face and sing in your face and i'll do the splits and play guitar but off stage you might be the quietest shyest yeah, person and on I, earth. I think that happens a lot and i i, I didn't even know I, I i don't even do it on purpose it just kind of naturally goes into this this thing and that's why i mentioned kiss because um or alice cooper you know it's the the third party <laughs> they, they you talk to alice cooper he talks about alice as a third person it's like right yeah so that's I think true <laughs> And he yeah, likes to play golf absolutely. and he's sober. And so it's a similar thing. I, I remember Mick Jagger was recording when we was doing Hysteria in the same studio. And I, I remember trying to listen through the door and because uh, Jeff Beck was playing guitar. And I was, I was, I was going, oh, whoa, she's yes. the boss. She's so the boss. So the one after, yeah. The only Favorite, two, I love but, yeah, that I, album. I'm leaning outside there, I'm listening, nothing. And the door comes open and it's Jagger and he goes, hey man, come in. And so I, I went in and... and he said, sit, have a sit down. So I'm sitting there and he's singing live in the studio. Jeff Beck's playing guitar. Simon Phillips is playing drums. And it's like totally surreal. And he was great. I, I got to say, and, you know, I hung out with him a bit. We would talk. We'd go at a coffee with him, sat there for about half an hour. And I, I was going, I forgot I was talking to Mick Jagger. I just thought I was talking to this really informed, wonderful older English guy who knew everything about traveling and, and just, you know, when you meet someone who's, in, and you know, I'm like a sponge, but when you meet someone who's got really cool things to say and amazing experiences, it was that. So I, I had such a really wonderful time with Mick Jagger. The, the, the probably two or three times I, I kind of got to hang out with him or speak to him, you know. I wouldn't mind hearing another Jagger solo oh, that'd be with cooler. guitar. Yeah, that'd be really, absolutely. Wouldn't that be, that would right. be so Let's do that. great combo. Yeah. Hey, Mick, you hear that? <laughs> so do you remember the first time we met in, in Hampton, Virginia? It was 83, yeah, I, right? I, so I just had all my clothes stolen, right? So I... I what what gig was before the gig before Hampton, Virginia? It was you had Fort your clothes in Florida, and I we were standing. It's, I know thieving cunts. I know thieving so I come cunts. Back and I, I had these little teeny Union Jack shorts on that that we used to sell. That Rick Allen used to wear. You know these mm. tiny little shorts. That's all I had. All my suitcase mm. had gone. Someone broke into the room. All my shit had gone. So <laughs> wait a second. Broke yeah. into the hotel, hotel room or backstage? So, yeah, so um, we, we, you know, I had to borrow clothes. And then when I met you, I, I, I was like, shit, I need to go to an army surplus store. And you, you took us to the army surplus store. And that's how I got, that's why I used to wear like camo and, you know, all, all of that stuff at the end of the Pyromania <laughs> tour. Because that was my, that's all I had. All my other shit had gone. You had a rental car and I took you to... The Army Navy surplus store Amazing. in Virginia Beach. And, and the, the you know, irony is, I, I my daughter lives in Virginia Beach, so I'm always out. She just turned sixteen, which is outrageous. I know. Ooh. So, five. How many kids do you have, by the way? Five. I've got three. 
You're al- you're almost up uh, no, there with I've Mick got Jagger three and Rod Stewart and, and two boys. And um, I'm gonna go. And actually, Perfect. my 12 year old. Well, she just turned 12 last week. So I'm I'm gonna go out there. And the last time I saw her was her birthday, her 11th birthday. So it's like really frustrating. So Savannah. So um, I'm gonna go and see her. Oh yeah, Savannah oh, and Charlotte, and they they're in South Carolina, and then I'm going to drive up to see um, Samantha in in Virginia Beach. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what happens when you're an alpha male. You you know you, you spread <laughs> them seeds is, around, yeah. Phil. You got to spread you them. Go. <laughs> yeah, that's the it. Johnny Appleseed thing there. <laughs> More power to you, you know. So, and what about um, the? Uh, you know, okay, this is my, I have yeah. plagiarism ears, by the way, like I should, I should have been hired decades ago by record companies, because you can play three seconds of a song, and I'll say, oh, that's already been, I, I, I recognize wow. that from someone else. Okay. okay. I, honest to God, I have those ears. Now, when I heard Quadrant yeah. 4 from yeah. Billy Cobb, Cobham, do you know what no. I, you know what I immediately heard? Tell me if I'm wrong. Steely Dan's Bodhisattva. They're both from 73. Oh. So I couldn't possibly tell you who came first. But those that when I listened to Quadrant Four and that album Dawn to Exodus from Stilly Dan Exodus. or Down to what is it? Down to Yeah. Countdown to Exodus from Stilly Dan. Um sorry the it's in the same vein. It's it's so similar to me, and I love well, them both. Too, but you know, I do that song. I do Quadrant Four. It, it, we, when we did the the G three tour, we we would open up with that. We do a guitar version. Wait, G three yeah. with Joe Satriani. Yeah, well, it was and it Steve was, um, Joe Satriani, um, John Petrucci, and me. It was great. Oh, hot! So it must be different. Yeah, it must be different absolutely. all the time then. So your G three tour, okay. that was what, what year was that? Eighteen, yeah, eighteen. Okay. Quadrant and you four, do yeah. Quadrant four. And and are you doing that? In yeah, a, I do, a solo we, we've just recorded it. Or? Actually, we're going to put a video out soon. So yeah, it's all. Uh, uh, it's me. Well, who's it's we? Forrest Robinson on drums. He plays in Delta Deep. And he used to play with India Re and you know, a bunch of people. He's, he's like, and then Craig Martini's on bass. So we, we just do that as a, as a that song as a three piece. It's just insane. What are you uh, going to well, call this I, I trio? guess it's just me, really. I, I think, yeah, I, I guess. Oh, so you could call there. You go. Phil Appleseed. No, I like that. There you go. See <laughs> what what's in it? So. In it for the long haul. Why do I have that written? In it for the long haul. So if you're in yeah. it for the long haul in rock and roll, you have to keep redoing yourself. And David Bowie, up with yeah, reinventing and... yourself and, and keeping it keeping inspired is, is the trick. That's what you do. And if you're inspired, you do all this other shit anyway. It just kind of le- You haven't got to do anything. It just leads you there if you're still inspired. <clears throat> mm. Right, so you're in, obviously in it for the long haul, and hopefully you're going to tour. Are you going to go on? You know what would be interesting? I, I, I don't think anything's impossible. Yeah. Your trio, right? These two guys you just mentioned, opening for Def Leppard. Well, yeah, Why we not? could do that. We could, but we've still we got a tour that's a, you know, we're waiting to to kick off. It's us, Motley, Poison, and Joan Jett, and that's 
definitely happening. It's just we don't know when. We're supposed to we've moved the dates to this year, but the the world hasn't opened up yet. So we we just wait. Like I said, I'm I'm at my fighting weight, playing, singing, everything, all good to go. We just we're just waiting for the um yeah for the. Are you are you afraid of making more? No, no, I'm, I think I'm done. I think I think <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, well, yeah. is it Helen? Helen, your wonderful, lovely, gorgeous wife. Oh, Maybe I don't know. I think this, this little one keeps one. her uh, more <laughs> no. than busy. You know, he's, he's like, shit. He's doing that thing there. You know, <laughs> you you turn around and he's he's up the on the side of the stairs. He's gone up the side of the stairs, and it's like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> little Spider Man. And he actually does. He can climb up the wall. It's really weird. Like this. So yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> He so he's going to be Spider-Man like for Hutchins. He's got all this hair. It's obviously really curly because he's mixed, but he's, oh. it, it kind of look. He's got blonde bits in yeah. it, you know. It's like, oh, oh, my girls oh, as well. They're, they're mixed, and um, Samantha's got bright red hair. Mm-hmm. Savannah's got. She looks like some like Jackson. You I met. I met. Yes. I met your daughters once backstage. Thank you. Gorgeous. Well, which you, one did I meet? Was you which, probably yes, yeah, the one with the red hair. Yeah. So that she's 16 now. Crazy. Oh, and then there's stunning. Samantha and Charlotte. And they've got, yeah. you know. You might want to come out with some um, merchandise, chastity belts. There you go. Or, or a, co- a cod piece, you know, a fake <laughs> cod piece. Yeah, I, I think so. So I was lined up, yeah. my massage company, all around the world. We were so excited that Def Leppard was going to tour and yeah. with Mom Poison. And, and who else was it? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That would have been. We were so excited, like right. last or last yeah. March, March twenty twenty. We were so. I was dancing around the house. I'm like, we're in the money. This is so fucking awesome. And then March 11, 12, 13, we got emails from your camp, from Sinead O'Connor, Harry Connick Jr., Casting Crowns, so many other bands, and they're like, sorry, we have to cancel. Sorry, we have to cancel. And I was crying my head off, and I was like, what the hell? So when you tour again, okay. I'm there fucking coming on tour. I'm going right. to massage you guys. Like I'm coming. There you go. Sounds good you got to bring me. it back to the beginning. My my massage career started know, with crazy. Yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Not just Def Leppard, you. That that chance that chance meeting. Like, I have these two girlfriends. I wish I could find them. Elise and Elaine Schultz. Because... I, I have to be honest with you. When I met you, I was obsessed with the Stones and Alice Cooper yeah. and some the Beatles. Okay, and my dad, my dad was cramming Zappa down my throat since I've been born. All right, but my two girlfriends had quit school because they could not bear to miss when MTV played Def Leppard songs wow. every fucking hour on the videos. They could. I was like, "You got to go back to school." They're like, "No, no, no. They're going to play Photographic." I'm like, wow. "You guys are psycho. You're psycho." You got to go to school. Elaine and Elise Schultz, they were sisters and their parents died. Really? So they lived okay. with their grandparents, right? I was like, okay. That, and I had I had already met the cars before I met you, but just briefly as they were going through their tour bus, I never got to massage them or anything. I was like, that we got to do this. I'm going to do this differently. Instead of going after the show to meet bands, let's go at lunchtime yeah. when, they're, when they're rehearsing, okay? So we convinced her grumpy grandma to drive us. We skipped school. I skipped school. They were already quit school. The grandmom had had it up to here. They quit school to watch Def Leppard wow, videos on MTV. Right? I swear to God, we all went to Virginia Beach um, High School, and we they quit school. So I was trying to get them back in school. That's why I came to, to the Def Leppard show. We dressed sexier than we should to look older because, you know, you, 
we wanted to be taken seriously. We saw you walking across the parking lot and we told the grandma, stop the car, stop the fucking car. That's the, the girls. They know what you look like. Cause they watch the videos 24 hours a day. They go, that's Phil. That's fucking Phil. And we jumped out of the car and they were like, oh, pictures, autograph. Pictures. I'm like, and then you're like, but by the way, do you know what there's an army Navy surplus store? We're like, uh, we're like, yeah. Amazing, and, huh? and that's how it all started, you know, but they they finally went back wow. to school after they so, got and to what's amazing, and, and I'm not I'm not just saying this, not just that, because that that was awesome. And what you do is 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 really amazing. I, I I it's it's great. All your girls and the way you massage is great. It is so important when you travel, especially on that you know, like uh, bands or you know sporting things or whatever, to actually get massages because otherwise. Oh, absolutely. It's better than drugs, absolutely. right? It's better it's, than drugs. It's essential. I know people go, well, as you get old, no, you should do it all the time. It's just, you know, our bodies tense up and, and we feed sh- shit to it all the time and, you know, drink the wrong things, eat the wrong things. And, and it, it just needs, you know, relaxing all the time. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. And it's a yeah, way to, yeah. to recharge your batteries. I mean, Def Leppard, not just me, but I have 928 dot bots all around the world. When you guys tour, you utilize my company and they're just like, Def <laughs> Leppard are the nicest people in the world. And, you know, you guys use it. See, that's the thing. Back in the early 80s, guys backstage would drink and smoke weed and stuff. But then it hurts right, your bodies yeah. and they end up dropping like flies, you know, like like Amy Winehouse, all the unfortunate people who passed, you know, yeah. from from those kind of things and now the new thing is to take care of yourself work out drink kale smoothies get massage and then you live longer yeah, like yeah, and look absolutely. better it's like a, it's you it's kind of a no-brainer but i i guess it's that you know it's that thing again you know the temptation of it yeah but don't you think when okay let's say you're a young band in a garage or front room you're trying to get get famous either for a you want to get pussy you want to meet girls B, you want to feed your weed addiction, or C, you just want to make money. As soon as they start making money, it's like letting them loose. It is, and and there's vultures around. So it's you know that's that's the other thing, and I, I, you know, it's 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 vampires and vultures and everything. They just swooping down on you, and it's amazing. It's it's almost like you're you know energy vampires, energy vultures, and literally will will will. Pick something clean, and you'll, you'll before you know it, you've you, you've you're gone. So yeah, you it's yeah, you shouldn't take all of that attention to. They want to become, they want to become indispensable to yeah. the rock star. Like, hey, you need me because you need this coke, or you need this drink, or you need this, and and they they steer you down the wrong path. You, you have really to be strong and, as fuck think, to avoid you know, all that. We're stuff. really lucky. We've we, the band is you know we've we've got ourselves. We've obviously been through a lot of stuff, but. We're always there, and it's 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 a pretty solid foundation. So we're we're lucky. Our management's awesome, and it's just everything about it. So, I, if you can get into that situation, it's really good because they're they're out there. They're, they're, like I said, the vampires and the vultures are out there to oh yeah take you away. You saw it in the Elton the Elton John movie. There, I just saw Rocket Man. His his personal manager yeah. was trying to. Absolutely. You know, suck him dry. It yeah. happens all the time. It happened to Queen. It happened to the Grateful Dead. The you know, the Mickey Hart's father was apparently state stealing all their money. There's always vultures Definitely. around. You've got to be very aware of that. By the way, who's gonna who's gonna headline when when 
Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, and yes, Def, four. You know, who yeah. else? Um, oh, it's us when and you... Motley are, are flip flopping. You know, just one one night, one the next, so that kind of okay. Thing. Yeah, that's good. I um I just want to say this one story about flip flopping. Um, totally unrelated, but I was yeah. massaging Steve Miller from the Steve Miller Band, and he loves talking about music. And then he, I mentioned Greg Allman because I was hanging out with Greg Allman at the time, helping him get his tattoos revised. And he said, oh, I've always wanted to meet him. I'm like, really? So I connected them both right then and there off my BlackBerry per email. And guess what? Really? They ended up touring together. And under the promise, because I talked I talked to Greg every day, under the promise that they would tandem headline yeah. like you planned to do with Motley Crue. So Greg called me one time backstage from Long Island. He was like, that goddamn Steve Miller. I'm like, what, what, what's up? He goes, he promised that we would tandem, tandem headline and he's headlining every night. I'm like, I'm sorry. Just because I, I'm not responsible for that. But like, you know, he was really pissed that that flip flops. Wow, you better be careful. Be cool because, um, yeah, you know, they, they, haven't, they haven't toured and, you know, so you were the promoter. <laughs> you were the promoter in the end then. Fantastic. Yeah, and I was held responsible. I'm like, just when I just just because I introduce <laughs> people doesn't mean I can guarantee. But in it, but in the end, you have to admit. I mean, it the facts yes, don't lie. Steve without, Miller yeah. has more hits. Yes. Period. I mean, the the Almond Brothers have very devoted fans in America, but you mention them in Europe, and yeah, people are, draw a blank usually. That's all you have and, to. I saw Fly you like an say. eagle and like, the Joker. Fly like an eagle. And that, right. they go, oh yeah, I know that song. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the hits, you know, and I, I hate to, I mean, excuse me, but definitely. Yeah. 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 But it'll be great. You know, I'm I'm really, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. We've done (laughs) done a press conference and everything and both bands were loving each other. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. And and it was like, oh shit. I remember we got a phone call and it was like, well, you could see the COVID thing happening. And it was like, really, (laughs) really after, man, you know, do you, do you think um, I, it's going to happen in I, 2021? It's 100% going to happen. Can... Um, whether it gets delayed again, I, I don't know. Because we, like, I'll give you a great example. The, the Tokyo Olympics is is going ahead, but they're not allowing any people from overseas. So all of these things are coming in. So you go, yeah, hmm. kind of. So it's Olympics light, you know. So it's this. Just the people in Japan, and um, so it, it depends. So we, we just well, yeah, that. Let them try and, it first. Uh, just other things. It's like, like you know, are the countries going to be opened up? Are they going to allow people to um, to congregate in in such large things, or is it going to get pushed? I, I don't know. We we just we don't know. It's out of our hands, out of the promoters' hands. It's out. It's up up to the country. So we're we're really True. you know. We're waiting for it. I guess you would do do. It would be easier to tour in America than Europe because right, you England, know, they were the doing great even first, open. and then they're not. I mean, what's really interesting is New Zealand because they uh, they're open up. It's all back to normal out there, but they, they, yeah, that's great. They are tiny, but they but they're, they're tiny different, and it's like yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they're not letting anyone in either. Well, I think they are now, but there you go. Mm. Me too. I can't wait. I, I'm yeah. gagging 
for live music. I'm really gagging because musicians need to tour. In fact, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but nowadays musicians only make money yeah, I mean, it with merchandise that they, that, and touring. You know, after when we made vinyl and then cassettes, CDs have become totally obsolete and streaming is the thing. Now, even downloads went out the window. It's like, wow, who would have thought? And then it's all on your phone. And it's like, if someone would have said this 20 years ago, we'd have said, you're joking, of course. But yeah, no, here we are. Like Spotify, I just joined it to do these, this podcast, and it's like $10 a month, and I can have any song in the world I want played on my phone, in my car, anywhere the hell I want. I don't need, although I do love having the records. And I have to admit, after yeah. I met you, you know, with the Def Leppard show, and then I went I went up to the Hartford show, right, where Crocus yeah. opened. When I met you, um, yeah. Gary, Moore, Gary Moore opened, and then I went up to the Hartford show, and right. um, Crocus opened. <laughs> And I think I saw Worcester as well. I saw a bunch of shows after that. When I after I met you, I really became addicted to listen to um, High and Dry and Pyromania on a cassette on my Walkman when I was working out, riding my bike. It was just I love those oh, two good. albums. Yeah, that's I, my favorite too. I love them. They're, they're, they're so much fun yeah. as well. And I I've become like a, a vinyl person. Like on the last tour, I'd, I'd go in to vinyl stores and like all all around the country. Like you know, you'd be in. Sioux Falls and then have a killer vinyl store and my, actually my favorite one is, is in, in Virginia Beach actually called called Vinyl Days and <laughs> I, 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 yeah I go there every time I go out there me and my daughter no. go in there and she she likes um 21 Pilots and and Fallout Boy and stuff like that so hmm. yeah they got do they, they got even have vinyl, vinyl for those guys. new they bands got, like really you know thick 180 vinyl and really cool you know sleeves and everything because you have to make it really special so yeah their, their stuff's even better than than the old stuff so um yeah we go out there every time we're like yeah it's got the vinyl store and it's like yeah cool back then you would have to look at the fucking album cover right. to know the lyrics there's no there was no google back then was there was cool, no huh? there was no internet i i it was awesome. I, and you really had to, you couldn't text your favorite rock star and say, hey, I'm coming to the show. You had to show up and be like, here I am. It was it was a lot different. I'm so glad I got to experience that. And, and so did you. It's so different nowadays. And by the way, do you I have any Frank Zappa on vinyl? Actually. And my, well, but he. Yeah, a lot of everything. Brits don't never yeah, got yeah, into Frank. You know, Weasels Ripped My Flesh. Yeah, uh, was it? Yeah, that later he had that, but um, the motels. Um, was it two? Yeah, yeah, that and and he'd two hundred motels all the time. So I, I'm really familiar with all the Zappa stuff because he uh, he just my cousin really turned me on to everything. He said, you know, Jimi Hendrix, and it's like, and he'd have these bootlegs, and I didn't know what a bootleg was, and he'd have like Hendrix bootlegs, white label shit. Mm. And he, he really turned me on to all this stuff. It's uh, it's really funny. I spoke to his son the other day. Um, my second cousin, I guess, he, he lives in Iceland. He's, he's Icelandic. And uh, they've got a volcano going off. Mm. I said, you all right? He's like, oh, I know. He said, I saw that on Instagram. Said, what the we're fuck? Okay. I'm like, fuck. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Oh, my Another God. Another Pompeii. Really? Crazy. <laughs> wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be cool if you did look like what Pink Floyd right? did and, and found an old place like, you know, live at Pompeii and, and just... Just jam without an audience. That would be just really jam. hot. And, and didn't Grateful Dead do the pyramids? Uh, then, the pyramids in Egypt. 
Yeah. The what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Grateful Dead in 78. 78. And, and they said there was sheiks dancing around and camels parked everywhere. And it even sold out. Like, it, it was at capacity or something. Wow. Because I used to follow the Grateful Dead, too. I've seen them over 300 times. I swear to God. Massaging the drummer wow. for free to get in to see the shows for free. So I know a lot about I know a lot about the dead. I mean, they're yeah, not the sure, same absolutely. on vinyl yeah. or cassette. Everyone, you had to see it live. Different, the experience is the thing, right? Be- mm-hmm. But good thing about Def Leppard is oh, okay. it's equally great on yeah. vinyl as it is live. And speaking of vinyl, I just, I was in Target buying some shit for my kid a couple weeks ago. Couldn't believe my eyes. Jimi Hendrix live really? in Winterland 1968 on pink vinyl. Uh, oh yeah, nine ninety nine. Of course, I bought it. I bought two copies. Wait a second, I bought two copies of it, and I sent one copy to my oh, very good bet. friend Steve Vai, and he fucking loves it because he he has a Hendrix oh, tattoo right. yes. on his shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Love me some Jimmy. We've, we've done. Would Def Leppard ever play before, a Jimmy actually. Hendrix song we, we done, like, in concert? So or? we done a thing. Uh, do, Which one? Do you remember a band called the Hot House Flowers? It was an Irish band. There you go. Yes, of course. We Liam, Liam and I are friends. Joe's He's from house. Ireland. We recorded, um, I think we did Little Wing together. It was really cool. We've done it acoustically. Oh, wow. We've done like a whole, um, every, every, everyone, everyone Who sang? was singing. I think if, if I was Liam singing. And Joe we, we were were all, there. Everyone was having a go. It was okay. really lovely. And, and we've done like four or five songs. And there, you can get them. I forget what it, I forget what we called ourselves, but it was the same time. Yeah, it's really cool. So I'll yeah. Google it. Let me tell you something. I'm the only American I you'll think ever so. know I think that so. knows who the yeah. fucking hothouse flowers are. I swear to God. <laughs> because I, re- I lived in Berlin, Germany half my life. So I got to meet, I got to know a lot of British music that right. Americans don't like the happy Mondays, wow. the stone roses, the farm. Oh yeah. Ash, yeah you're going deep the answer. That's, yeah. That's cool. Um, you know, wow. Yeah. James. You know, Jane, yeah, all all those bands from the early '90s. That was just like a huge. Oh, well, of course, Oasis. I mean, I met oh, I met Noel Gallagher when he was a freaking roadie Jesus, for really? um, the Inspiral Carpets. You know, before he even be- before he even in '93, I was massaging the Inspiral Carpets backstage in Berlin at the Metropole, and he kept interrupting the massage, coming through with a bunch of cables and wires, and he goes, "One day you're going to massage me because I'm going to be a rock star." I'm like, "Yeah, sure you will." And then he came back a couple of years later with Oasis. I like, I was wow. like, "You ain't fucking joking. You weren't joking, you know." So yeah, all of this British cool, music, it? I love. Yeah, yeah, I love the I love the Mondays. And Skunk and Nancy. Nobody knows yeah, who course, Skunk yeah. and Nancy is yeah, yeah. in America. Come on, I'm, I'm, Do you? I'm English. I mean, his guitar player, wow. Ace. Yeah. Love him. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love talking about music, Phil. You know, and um, I like to hear what well, it's, you know, it's what right, you like. Really, I mean, you, like that. did you ever hear my band Man Rays? Man Rays, I've heard of it, but I don't yes, have it. Yeah, I've yeah. been also popping was, out kids, so I, yeah, I, didn't, it was I must have missed Paul that. Cook from the I will look it up, though. Drums, and Simon Laffer used to play in bass, in, in bass for the girl. So, and it's kind of like a oh. hard rock version of The Police. The Police were my favorite band, you know, so Man Rays, yeah, but with a Z. M-A-N-R-A-Z-E. Absolutely. Man of course, because you guys can't fucking yeah. spell, right, man? So we had two raise. albums, okay. which is cool, yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's it's more yeah. like yeah. punk, but but rock punk. Hmm, I like that. I like it that you have an edge, you know. And in fact, I don't know if any other Def Leppard members have their own projects right. like you. You seem no, to be no, the one do. that does no, not fucking sleep at all. And you're down and out, out. which is it was kind of like a mot the hoople type thing. And and Vivian Vivian plays in Last in Line, which is some of the guys oh. from, from Dio. Um, and so he does that, yeah. And but Man Ray's, I was the singer as oh. well. So I'm, it's a three piece. So we, we'd be like kind of just this raw kind of yeah, interesting, good fun. So so you you got to come up with a name for your trio with you know that what you're you're doing I, right you now. Know, the video that comes point. out. You I, I what are you going to call it? You got to call it something. It <laughs> The no, just that, four. that one track. You, you redid you know, the whole album. The, the Billy Cobham one. It's like just, just crazy and okay. super shred guitar play. Because on the key on the album, it's uh, Jan Hammer playing it on a keyboard uh, initially, and then Tommy Bolin plays this brilliant guitar. It is, yeah, and it's it's. But we've it's we've very done like jazzy. a hard rock, a punk jazz version of it, if you want. So yeah, if you can imagine that. So yeah, it's oh. it's really cool. Yeah, she um, does. Helen actually, do the photography I, I mean, for your, my part of the your, video, um, um, and and she well, she filmed it, and she she done some photos that are really cool. So yeah, I'll, I'll send you a photo from it's it. Great uh, that you guys collaborate. It's like yeah, just okay. Good. I'll I'll post it on Facebook and tell people to. I'm going to post this podcast um in a week because it's you know I want to give it space. I just did Ike Willis last night. Oh, who's got oh, prostate cool. cancer and i did yeah. cool in the gang the night before i gotta you know i gotta space it, really, it out you gotta I, take honestly, care of your health your health, it, your, health your health is your wealth your health is your wealth and it's the, the you know it, look it's all increments you that you, you could get a, a terrible disease or something could happen but the odds are in your favor if you look after yourself yeah yeah if you take care right right you have to take care of yourself. I mean, I've been drinking <laughs> wine during the pandemic because my kids drive me up the fucking wall, but I've been jogging and sober my whole life. Yeah, but the yeah. pandemic has no, definitely it's, got it's, me on the red wine. That's allowed. You know? That's so, allowed. Uh, it's, it's been, been I'll, I'll, what a fucking weird thing. <laughs> if someone had said this, you, you would have gone, no, nah, no, nah, this is that. That's not, that's not real, surely. But yeah, here we are. I know. Yeah, oh, this is the, totally the strangest thing that's ever happened crazy. in my lifetime. Obviously, yours. Fuck. God, I, I mean, right? it feels Absolutely. like I'm in a Monty Python movie or something without the humor. It's just crazy, you know. <laughs> right? Bring, Fuck. Bring yeah, out we're you're doing dead. That in oh, sorry, what? You still watch? <laughs> no, oh, do you ever yeah. still Full... uh, watch any British humor like well, Forty Tales? Only, I'm, I'm, I'm only still fools and horses. And, um, Blackad, Blackadder. Oh, I know it's great. It's so racist. They, they don't took mention it off, the war off the TV don't... for a while. <laughs> Yeah, they did, but then they brought it back on. It's like, you know, oh, time no. and place and all that stuff. But, uh, oh. It's great. You I've know what else I, I really like that was everyone. later was Extras. Did you see that? R- Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, Jimmy, um, no, uh, uh, Ricky Gervais. I've seen, I've seen a couple. He's so talented. He's like the Phil Collins of, of movies and, and shows because he it, never stops working and reinventing himself. Great. He's and he hard gets, to keep up cameo. with. I love so him. Th- there's, there's one with David Bowie comes in. and <clears throat> So, th- so the, oh, fuck, it's hilarious. And, and oh, Ian McKellar, uh, all of them, they, they, they have these different... Uh, it's just really fucking funny. So, yeah, that's... that's kind of, yeah. 
He is razor, razor edge funny. I love Ricky Gervais. I love him. I follow him on Twitter and I love his movie. My favorite movie in the world it. is no. The Invention of Lying. <laughs> really? Have you, oh, oh my God. Please, Phil. When you and you and Helen get the little one to bed, okay, put your feet up brilliant, and watch brilliant. The Invention of Lying. You're gonna piss your pants laughing. It's the funniest fucking movie oh, ever. Yeah, it yeah. All right, me. I'll check that it's out. It's brilliant. Okay. It's brilliant. You gotta, you gotta check that oh, out. No, so I too. should let yeah, you go because I could talk to you forever and um, gotta catch up on stuff. And uh, we'll, I'll hit you back okay. once you know once the tour is announced and you're for sure gonna go on tour. I'll call you back. And like I said, I will get my son down to Florida to okay. stay with my sister and, yes. and come on tour and massage you guys because right. it's, right it's been on. too long. You know, I'll, I'll give you guys a discount. You know what I mean? Because you, be you, you, you started Perfect. my career, so why not? You know, what I, mean? well, I shall so, actually. I'll send you this. Photo. Tell Helen this I said hi. Yeah, the, the, the version of me. Okay. Oh yeah, I want to see it. I can't wait. Perfect. I'm plug all. The, I'm going to plug all the stuff we talked about oh, as well. Love you too. So, Take care. That's awesome. All right, Phil. Love all you, right. mate. See you later. Bye. Okay. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Hey, Dot. It's Phil. Phil Collins. Um, getting in touch with you. I know uh, Jessica's going to give you a shout as well. I saw manager. But, uh, yes, about Jamie. But I just want to check in, see you, and talk to you. But see how you're doing. Um, yes, I'll speak to you later. P- uh, coronavirus permitting, I guess. We'll be on tour. Oh, I hope you're well. I will speak to you soon. Bye.